Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. A Corian Marshall called in during the break, and I won't say what we were talking about with the Olympic stuff, but he did ask Rowdy, because my plums have been off lately. I maybe should get a physical. Uh, you know, Packers going to win the Super Bowl. I felt it in my plums. And also Caleb Williams was coming to Wisconsin. I felt it in my plums. Yeah. Turns out it's just like a weird growth I have going on. I'd probably get it like looked at. That's what's like messing with my brain. It's called a tumor. The pl- plum it's feeling. Not a tumor. But Corian Marshall asked Rowdy, he goes, Rowdy, in your plums, What's going to happen with the baseball? Because then they just get a federal yeah, and I told them like that litigation or something. I hoped it was going to start Mediator? on time. Now yeah. I still think they have time to figure it out to make it start on time. But definitely looking like spring training is probably going to be. Uh, well, that like twelve back. days, like twelve days. I think the spring training, something like that, is like soon. Yeah, I think the Brewers' first game for spring training was like, oh, was it the twenty fifth or the twenty sixth? So that's three three weeks away. Yeah, their spring training is going to be SOL. I think reporting was like less than. Uh, I think the, the players' association is the one who's turning down the federal mediator. Yeah, because the MLB wanted to bring in a fem, uh, federal mediator, and player association says no, get out of here. And now it's even more of a standstill. Imagine bringing in uh, like a something you know in, in government work, federal mediator. See, I'm yeah. told. Do you do you know what? Does like, the go- real quick? Sorry, Reddit. Does the government ever move fast on anything? Um, unless it's to take take your money. Yeah, unless it's involves unless it's money you. coming in. If they want, if they want to jam you up and take your money, they move with the quickness. Yep. If they want to do anything that seems like it would be the right thing to do, they'll never do it. <laughs> uh, what are you gonna say, Rowdy? Sorry. No, I'm saying like, I forgot what I was gonna say. Now, just, just, go. just tell the government they're a bunch of a holes. Just. Well, here, I got it. Hey, Uncle Sam, F you. One of the bigger things that they're arguing about is arbitration and the length of arbitration. That's like one of the big key, like three or four points. And I'm kind of torn on it because as a Brewers fan, arbitration is really a good thing for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Um, As a player. people around. Yeah. As a player. I get why they would want shorter arbitration because they're yeah. locked to lower salaries into the same team for longer. So I get where there's a struggle there. As a Brewer fan, I'm probably leaning more on the t- the side of the owners so that they can keep players for longer that are good at a cheaper <laughs> price. Just because if they do shorten arbitration, it's going to give the teams like the Yankees, mm-hmm. the Dodgers that can afford to eat up all these contracts, whether the the player performs or not more of an advantage because they'll be able to buy up more of these guys in their primes yeah. to longer deals. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> like I said, I'm torn on it because the, the players probably really should make more because a lot of the times they're worth a lot more than what they're getting. Like an example, Josh Hader is going to make like $8 million this year. That's, on like, the, that's on like peanuts the, for him. Yeah. On the open market, he's probably peanuts. 20 months, 20 plus million. I think Corbin Burns, he's or no, sorry, Woodruff is slated to make like six, six and a half million open market. We know that he's going to be commanding like twenty million as well. So like, it obviously helps out the Brewers because depending on your league time, your service time, and and all this other stuff, the Brewers could get these guys for three to four years of arbitration. Where I think they want to like almost cut it in half. Yeah, I mean it's always like the about- Brewers. If if you had this this new proposal and the players won, it would almost be like that brewer's window that we talk about that's set up like through 2024. Uh-huh. It might be like this season because all those guys would probably be about to the end of their arbitration yeah. if it was cut in half. So read about essentially MLB players want to claw back the share of revenues that they've lost over the years. Thanks to the owner's behavior and MLB owners of course want to prevent them from doing so. Because they want more money for themselves. And I think with all the stuff that's come Shocking, out. it comes on the money. Crazy. Crazy. All the that stuff works. that's come out since 2020 with, you know, had there been no fans or no nothing for three and a half years, the owner still would have been, had a huge slush fund. Yeah. That, yeah. like, no one really knew about. They could operate for like, three years with no fans in the stands. Yeah, it was still. like three, three and a half. Yeah. 
I think with that coming out in the last year and a half, it really bodes well for the players winning that side of the argument. Yeah. Yeah, going to be very intriguing. Like, I get why, if you're the owners, I get why you fight them tooth and nail to get, you know, hold on to every single percentage of money. But at some point for all these leagues, you know, it's going to come a point where they finally just say, well, for the most part, money discussions are over because we're at 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because you know no one's going to budge off of 50-50. Right. But the owners are just making it longer and longer until they finally hit 50 and 50. Yeah. That like that's really all they've been doing. I think I saw like the pies where it was like baseball's the closest thing to like a 50-50 split and I think wasn't NFL's newest contract like 48 and a yeah, half so, yeah. for yeah. the players. So I mean all leagues are getting closer to it, but once they hit it, so, you know it's they're never going to make any ground. Real yeah. quick, the inability of the parties to make progress has led to a near certain postponement of spring training which is obviously the middle of this month, some in the industry and both the league and the player sides fear that the March 31st opening day is also at risk if no resolution is reached by the end of well, February. Well, they, before they postpone <laughs> regular season <laughs> play and, and whatever, the first they'll do that to spring training because normally spring training is about a month long. Yeah, And if they cut that down to two weeks, I think a lot of the players would be fine with that. Yep. But if they if they get started more than two weeks late, then it'll definitely yeah. cut into regular season, which lockouts only hurt one person or one entity, the f- and that's the fans. The yeah. fans. Uh, Dave Esler coming up. We'll do some gambling. I'm just curious. Uh, real quick, line one, who's this? Good morning. Oh, hey. Uh, hello, Nathan. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who invented the skeleton and I'm thinking it's somebody from, like, Wisconsin that was, like, three minutes left to double bubble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then they had to get somewhere fast. You know, and that's why it's head first. Just right on. Um, they had a couple beers. They're like, yeah, this seems safe. Done it so well. I usually trip, and that's – my pants fell down, stupid sweatpants. Oh, were you bowling? Um, yeah. Maybe. Were you the one who beat Scotty in bowling when your pants were falling down? Well, I hurt my finger on the way down, so. Yeah, you got to be careful there. Um, arbitration or the whole lockouts, I kind of get mixed emotions and mixed feelings about it. I mean, I know the players sit and say, we want more money because look how much the owner makes. Well, great, but who bought the team? Did the player put up any money to buy the team? Not really. Mm. Who has to pay all the secretaries and the GMs and all the employees. Do the players do that? No. It doesn't matter how much money the employer makes. I mean, it goes like that in any business. And I'm kind of, you know, with you guys, with the arbitration feeling. Do these guys need to make more money? Yeah, you're going to give them 162 games, and they've got this award, or they're hitting 35 home runs, and they're getting paid $800,000. That's ridiculous. Yeah. If I'm hitting home um, runs, I want money. However, you know, as a Brewers fan, I'm on that fence, too. <laughs> I mean, I get where the players are coming from, and before you even said it, I'm like, well, what do they got to argue about? Because I really don't want to hear them complain about anything except for maybe arbitration, and that happened to be it, so I guess I'm okay. Yeah. Well, just keep your fingers crossed and your toes crossed that we get baseball on time, okay, Nathan? You know, and a quick little little snippet, really, really quick. Please. I'm really getting tired of all these articles that I'm reading that say, hey, here's a new landing spot for Aaron Rodgers, or who's a dark horse for Aaron Rodgers. Y'all realize he's not a free agent. All of these people from all of these newspapers writing articles, he is not a free agent. His destiny Correct. is kind of in our hands. Correct. He's ours. He's ours. But, Rowdy, usually around Tuesdays at this time, I'll make fun of another individual uh, a lot more harsh than I will with Dave Esler. That would be Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show at this time. It's he, Something about Grant just brings it out of me. I just, I just can't help but be like, God, I... I try to understand where you come from in, the, in your walk of life, and I just have a hard time doing so. But speaking of that, Rowdy, let me ask you on this. Uh, people still aren't over the Packers losing to the Niners, which you got to get over it. Life does go on, believe it or not. And, yes, the Super Bowl is set. It's the Bengals and the Rams. But, Rowdy, I saw Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show tweet this out last night, and people were salivating all over this tweet. It was Grant. He took a screenshot of the Corey Bohorquez punt. It's the fourth quarter, four minutes and 48 seconds are left. It's fourth and 19. The Packers are winning 10-3 to at a snowy, cold Lambeau field. 
And we all know what happened, right? The 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 punt got blocked. All the Packers looked around, stood around, wondering where the hell the ball was, scratching their asses like, I don't know where it is. And the Niners picked it up and they scored. And that was the difference, right? Special teams. Uh, Grant proclaims this. And I, I understand the line of thinking to a degree, but here's this caption with the screenshot of that moment. If the Packers intentionally take a safety here, then setting up a risk-free punt from the 20, I think they win. Now, everyone that's said that is basically Captain Hindsight. Because yes. I don't, I do not recall anybody that we were at the bar with saying, screaming saying, at the TV, take a safety! Take a safety! Exactly. I, I don't recall anyone ever thinking that in the moment, clearly saying, take a safety. I don't remember being on Twitter and having anyone in the moment tweeting, Take a safety. This is the smart thing to do here. I remember people starting to say, well, they probably should have taken a safety there literally hours after the game when they got to go back, watch everything, recap everything, and 24 hours later they said the safety is what they should have done. Have you ever seen a professional team do that? Take a safety? Yeah. Yes. You have. Very few times. I, I, when I saw, and you know, Captain Hindsight, obviously, you know, Hindsight's twenty twenty. In what universe would you then risk giving two points to the Niners, and then you have to punt the ball? Why wouldn't you just? I don't know. Here's a novel concept: have the guy who was supposed to block correctly block correctly. Why you're a professional football team? This isn't high school. Why don't you just? I don't know, Rowdy. Execute properly. And block your guy. Wouldn't that be the first thing you'd do? Yeah, to quote Bill Belichick, if everyone does their job, if everyone would have done their job there, the punt gets off with nothing wrong and the, the Packers probably win. So not only are you giving them two points, then you have to punt the ball to them, Rowdy, right? And what do we know about the Packers' special teams? Grant proclaims on this one, if the Packers intentionally take a safety here, they would set up a risk-free punt from the 20. At what point in the whole entire season of the Green Bay Packers was anything with the special teams risk-free? Well, also you have to it remember that it never. was cold as hell that night, remember? Yeah. It was the frozen tundra. It was Lambeau Field. It was supposed to be super cold, snowy, whatever. Yeah. It was cold. Bohorquez out there punting the ball from your own 20, there's no guarantees he's going to kick the football 60 yards. Exactly. It was a cold rock of a football. He could have punted it 40 yards. They still get it at their own 40. Like, they're still set up in good position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there is there was no guarantee for that. All of the people saying they should have taken a safety are all Captain Hindsight. Captain Hindsight's, and also, don't forget, Grant Bills once did utter on these airwaves that the Brewers losing in the World Series would be better than the Packers winning the Super Bowl. Don't forget that either, Rowdy. What are you going to say? Well, first off, if the guy gets blocked and everyone up front for the Green Bay Packers does their job and Bohorquez does get off like a 50-yard kick, this is never talked about. Yeah, totally. It all starts with the left side of the punt block or the punt team also rowdy i feel like it should start and end there also rowdy hindsight how about this a professional football team should be able to get a punt off and also if you do give up a safety who's saying that they don't go down and score the niners that is a touchdown that'd be my question well the other thing is not to say that they really had much effort doing so but i haven't really heard anyone really criticize LaFleur for this like they're just saying it on Twitter yeah there's no way I could ever ever probably criticize Matt LaFleur for deciding to punt in that situation and it gets blocked and then saying well he should have given up the safety because like you said they give up the safety they have a bad punt Uh, San Francisco gets a short field goes up and scores a touchdown anyways now you're losing I I can get questioning LaFleur for the going for it versus kicking the field goal in the NFC championship game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I will never question him for punting it Same. against San Francisco. I uh, see the phone lines blowing up one second. I, I have found the origin of Grant Bills. Let's take a listen. The reporter for the national news, Jack Brolin, always had a knack for hindsight. Wanting to become the best-known reporter in the country, Jack tried an experiment to boost his hindsight levels. 
But then a freakish accident occurred when a retroactive spider got into the equipment. The reporter's hindsight was blasted to superhuman levels. For months, he was able to use his new powers for good, fighting for peace and the American way with his three trusty companions, Shoulda, Coulda, and Woulda. <laughs> Captain Hindsight, the origin of Grant Bills. I mean... It is, it is trusty sidekicks. Shoulda, Woulda, and Coulda. He'll never, <laughs> in my mind, he'll never, ever, ever live down. I would rather see the Brewers lose in a World Series than the Packers win a Super Bowl. Uh, agree. That that's a take you can never live down. And we love you, you though, can Grant. never tell anybody that that's not what you said and, and people are twisting your words because that was clearly stated. Yeah, I have a promo running over it. Oh, let's go to the phones quick. Line Ooh. one. Who's this? Well, we can always draft a putter like Mark Starr did. Well done, Charlie. One second. Yeah, line two. Who's this? Good morning, fellas. Let's talk about something less depressing like the box. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, well, the Bucks right now, what are they, the fourth seed? I don't know. Or the fifth seed? What are the Bucks right now? They're fourth, but yeah, they're, they're fourth. like a game and a half behind. So, come on. Is not this, even the all-star break. Is this is this Mike? It sure is. Hey, oh, what's up, brother? Long time no talk. It has been. It has been. Okay, yeah, Bucks 32-21. and 21 for, They start a West Coast road trip tomorrow, a four-game set, starting with the Trailblazers. So, Mike, let me ask you, brother. Yeah, yeah, please, yeah. feel free. Go, go. You go. Have you watched the Bucks? Are you actually worried that they're sitting in fourth? No. Um, the, the thing that worries okay. me is, like, what's happening with, like, I know Giannis can turn it on and Drew Holiday can turn it on. Chris Middleton was just named a reserve for the All-Star game. But it seems like th- there's less luster this year after they won the championship. But to your point, Mike, once the playoffs start, then I feel like the switch is flipped. You know what that's called, Evo? That's called wisdom. Like when I was calling four or five years ago, getting all excited because we were winning all these regular season games. And, uh, you know, that felt good. But last year this happened, and they just – there's some wisdom on that team now. I'm with you, Mike, because before – yeah, before it was like, oh, you Why? win all the games in the regular season, and then you're 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 you kind of taxed in the postseason. After they won that Hell championship, yeah. they're like, okay, we don't need to go full full bore here in the regular season. This team is just thinking about one thing right now, at least the veterans on that team. That's why Giannis is eating buckets of chicken at press conference. <laughs> is that funny? Yeah, we could have played better. <laughs> that never would have happened four or five years ago because he took every game personal. Hey, did you and see? now he knows yeah. there's only one thing important, and that's that championship. Totally. You're, you're spot on, Mike. And basically, if they finish in the top four, you'll get a, a home playoff game in the first round. And I feel like yeah. that's that's basically your ticket. You get you finish in the top four, then you really start to turn it on in the playoffs. And we've seen that not just with the Bucks, but with a lot of different teams that were trying to repeat yep. or win multiple championships. Just look at the uh, LeBron James and the Miami Heat. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mike, know, the, Mike, I, yeah. I am concerned. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you, go, you go, you go, you go, you go. I haven't, I haven't heard from you in a while. Am, you go. It's not that I'm not concerned. I have questions, though, and uh, I'll leave you with this question, too, if you guys have any insight. Mm-hmm. Is Brooke Lopez coming back? Oof. What is going on? Why did we let go of Boogie when, you know, I have, we let go of Boogie, obviously. I didn't like that move. I think a lot of other people didn't like that move. And I had two reasons that I thought that might have happened with when it did happen. And one is that this guy doesn't fit on our team. Um whatever's happening in the locker room that we're not seeing, he's not hes not fitting into this system, not fitting into Bud's system or the team chemistry. The other opportunity, or the other thought was that they know that Brooke is coming back. Yeah, so... And I guess there's a third scenario, too, where potentially they have a bigger trade in mind and somebody's coming into our team. But I, I still got to believe it. it's, well, it's one of those three things. So I think they got rid but, of Boogie uh, because of it, they were going to have to pay him big money if he stayed with the team, if I remember correctly. And Brooke Lopez, uh, Mike Budenholzer did say that uh, he's progressing nicely, Lopez, and he's going to rejoin the team um, coming up here uh, for the the road trip that starts tomorrow. So I think you'll see Brooke Lopez yeah. back on the court. I was with Mike. I, I thought he either had to be getting healthier, Brooke Lopez, that is, or the other reason was saving money to potentially make a move before the end yeah. of the trade deadline. Uh, uh, um, Budenholzer was talking, and he said that uh, Lopez will rejoin the team for a road trip for the first time since his surgery on December 2nd, and uh, that he's progressing. Like he's, so He's going to be playing? 
Uh, they just said they just said he's going to be joining them. Uh, he's uh, let's see here. Well, this is a promising development. The seven footer Budenholzer said it is not the checkup that will clear Lopez to return to full practice. At some point, the checkup will happen because they're going to be out in L.A. when he got a surgery. So he's going to join the team. I think go to the doctor oh. and then see what happens there. But he's progressing well, whatever he's that means. Whatever yeah, that means. Yeah. There's a lot of basketball after this All-Star game. Yeah. And, uh, man, if we could get him back, I'm, I'm feeling much better about uh, our chances in the postseason. Totally. Mike, nice hearing from you, brother. Yeah, good talking to you guys. Enjoy your weekend. You as well, my friend. The only thing that scares me Bye-bye. with uh, Lopez, with Brooke Lopez and a back injury, is it's huge. normally when those bigger guys get foot or back injuries, they seem to nag. So uh, Budenholzer said a quote because, you know, they got the West Coast road trip uh, quote. I think on the most basic level, we're going to be in L.A. And that's where his surgery was. Budenholzer said, I think it's time for his four week or three week somewhere around their checkup. But having said that, he's been doing some work on the court individually and he'll continue to do that stuff. The parking gods rarely smile upon me. Okay, you went downtown Chicago for Big Ten media days a couple years ago. And I don't know what you did to the parking gods, but my God, did they bask glory upon you. You got free parking. Downtown Chicago. Primo spot at some hoity-toity hotel. How'd you do it? Did you sweet talk the attendant? Yeah, I couldn't, got, I couldn't have really got a much better parking spot unless they pretty much rolled out the red carpets and let me right up to the door. And they didn't roll out the red carpets for you. They almost, no. they almost did. No, that was probably the only way I could have gotten a better spot is if they would have let me park right outside the door. And they almost, almost ro- rolled it out for. So Rowdy, well, I, I've always said if you can't be the guy, you got to know a guy. Oh yeah, always got to know the guy. So Rowdy, how about this? It would behoove us if we went to the Super Bowl to know a guy. I was reading here, out in L.A. If you want to now, check this out. This is absolutely insane. Would you pay $4,850 for a Super Bowl parking spot? (laughs) Not a ticket to park your car. Again, why are you asking me this question? Am I gonna, well? This is the the royal. I, this is the royal. Am view. I going to pay forty five hundred ish bucks <laughs> when I'm telling you I, I got I free get, parking downtown Chicago? I get Chicago? my car washed four times a year when I scrape out the change in it. <laughs> All right, this is the royal. Come this on. is the royal you. Like everyone listening out there, what is your cutoff for parking? And by the way, if you're a fan, I think personally, I think I'd want to be one of the attendants that's working said parking lot because. You know, you could get a lot better spots if you fatten my pockets. A few hundred dollars here, a few hundred dollars there might go a long way in your parking. It's in, dude, and that's not even a ticket, Rowdy. If you want to, what's the cheapest ticket we saw the other day? Was it $5,800? Uh, $4,800? $5,800? No, no, there were tickets that were closer to ground level. Like, no, these are nosebleeds yeah, for yeah. like $5,800. i am i am talking like there were, there were tickets that were... In the boxes, roughly from like thirty-five yard line to thirty-five yard line, that were going for who a lot five thousand, like you said, was the nosebleeds. Those were nosebleeds. I think it was like thirty some thousand. Uh, let's see here. Oh my God, this is one that's on the end, uh, the edge of like the end zone. Uh, Row fifteen, section C one hundred eight. Two tickets. Thirteen thousand three hundred and eleven dollars. That's without fees. This is this is the first ring of the low bowl. Yeah, I'm looking at. It looks like this is close to the fifty yard line low bowl. It looks like it's just south of forty grand for one ticket. For one ticket. Holy sh! God. Here we go. I found some nosebleeds. One nosebleed, six thousand two hundred and fifty-one dollars. Yeah, I'm looking at the nosebleeds right now. And Jesus, the cheapest nosebleed I can find. It looks like is about forty-eight hundred. Yeah, the uh, most expensive nosebleeds is seven thousand nine hundred and sixty-six dollars. One ticket, and then here, uh, on could you a- imagine what it would be to have a box? 
Well, if if being like roughly that's what if you're like the, David Beckham, yeah, or something. like if you're roughly from the thirty five to the thirty five, you're paying anywhere from like twenty five grand to almost forty grand. But could you imagine having like a a suite or a, or a luxury box? Even if you have fu money, is it even worth it? Like, is that even worth it? So uh, let's see here for parking and six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. See the phone lines. Well, I'll up. tell you one thing. I wouldn't hold my breath if I was in one of those boxes. I would be just in fully enjoying myself, being like, "Yep, this is definitely worth it." <laughs> I, I just, you got to find a guy, right, Rowdy? Some someone to someone to bring you along. So let's see. Your parking at the Midas Auto Repair Shop in Inglewood is free on Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday, though. It's going to cost a minimum fifteen hundred dollars for this uh, this parking lot here. Have you ever seen a game at Fenway? Like in person? Yes. No. So. Boston, obviously, Fenway is is in the town of Boston, right? Like yeah. it's it's right there. It's there's not very much parking, right? You're there. You're you're right there in a city. Well, they have like a bunch of gas stations that you were like talking about, like there where it's parking for free. But it's like a ton of money to park at these places because some of the gas stations are located, you know at some points, a couple blocks or two from where the actual stadium is. So those those um, gas stations are just filled with cars. Like every little crack that they can find, you're, and you're paying a lot of money, like yeah. $80, $90. It's not like your downtown Madison was 20 bucks to go like, park at some college kid's house and go you know, take a leak in their bathroom and steal a beer. Yeah, because I did go to one game at Fenway, and it was pretty crazy that like some of those companies, like the gas stations, like some of those mom and pop yeah. shops that pop up there, they're literally offering like ninety dollars to park on their property. Where and even they even had like a sign outside of the gas station that gas station will be closed from this time to this time because of the Boston yeah. Red Sox game. Well, here at Super Bowl Sunday in the L.A. area, Rowdy, uh, I'm reading right here that. People have already bought these spots up. Uh, so there's a ticket exchange set at StubHub, and there's also spots you can buy for parking garages. To park a mile away from the Super Bowl, one place, one parking spot, a mile away, $4,850. Hmm. Let's go to the phones. Uh, blind one, who's this? Good morning. Z in the D. Yo, Z. What up, broski? Nada. So how much would I pay for parking? Hmm. I Twenty when I'm downtown Madison, twenty dollars. I'm like, eh, I'll I'll drive her. I'll I'll go drive a mile away and park at the zoo for free. I think like if it's gonna be like a six hour exchange, and I'd I'd pay the twenty dollars, like six 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 hours to eight hours. I'm fine with the twenty. I'll I'll swallow that. But if it's like for a two hour, I ain't eating I ain't eating that twenty dollars. I know my money and I know my time's worth. You know what I'll do yeah. sometimes because my wife will bartend at the red zone for Badger games. I'll go down. I'll go down the night before and park my car like an a hole to bring up two spots on the road. That way, when my wife comes and drives down, I'll move my car forward and she can scoot in. I'm that guy. You're a smart man, Evo. Damn straight. I don't know if anyone told you that, but that's smart moves, right? Part of the Mensa Club. Yeah, (laughs) the Madison Club. One second, Z. I just gotta throw this other person on hold. Oh, phone line's blowing up, and this person. All right, Z. uh, What else you got in your mind, brother? Yeah, these tickets are outrageous. I think. There's got to be something that will be done, but it never will be. But, like, the teams that are getting into the Super Bowl, it should go to, like, 40% to the Rams, 40% go to the Bengals, season ticket holders. They get first option. They get a little bit of – What's dumb about this real quick, Z, is it's a bunch of L.A. dip – it's a bunch of L.A. idiots that don't care about football, don't have a rooting interest. They just want to be seen on Instagram and TikTok. So they'll, they'll, and they have FU money and good for them. They'll go and they'll buy all these tickets for exorbitant prices. And then you'll see them being dumbasses online and not even care about the game. While like people that actually like the team are at home. Like, man, I wish I could go. Yeah. I mean, as Rowdy said, I would just let loose. So I'd be like uh, Donnie and uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Get the loose, Donnie. I don't, the, the I don't know if they make Quaaludes anymore, but yeah, you go go for it. And you drive that oh. cool Ferrari or that Leo's driving around. They don't make them, but those guys that have that FU money will find them. Yeah. See you the man, brother. Later, guys. Uh, line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, kid. How are you living? One second, Big Joe. Line three. Who's this? It's Brenda. Hey, Brenda. What's going on, girl? Hey. So it would be cheaper to rent a limo for the entire day, have a limo drop you off, and then say, okay, pick us up in like four hours, 
and then have them come pick you up. And you could get there in style and just rent a limo or Uber it. It'd be cheaper even to Uber it, even if you get stuck in traffic for a whole day. See, Brenda, I would hate to see what those Uber, I'm the sure those are the charge, surge the charges. Surge charge. I, I couldn't imagine what the surge would be. Yeah, Here's what well, I do, Brenda. Like, run, run, to, run to damn limo. That way you can drink yourself in the back of a limo, have some fun. Maybe even get it on if it's just you and your wifey or whatever. You know, have some fun in a freaking limo or a party bus. It would be cheaper to just run something like that for the day than it would be to It's insanity. Park. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, these, these ticket prices, I mean, my God, they, some of that is what people make in a year. <laughs> I know. Well, the most people that are going are the ones that have the FU money. They just want to be seen. Like, it's, oh, I'm here. Right. I mean, and if they want to go, you know, go for it. You're just pricing the, uh, you know, the average fan out, you know. Yeah, you can get yourself a car or, you know, for a family of four. Hell, if you're sitting on, you know, anywhere in the middle, that's that's a house. Like, imagine you if know? you're a Packer I mean, fan. If you're a Packer fan and the Packers made the Super Bowl, how would you even afford to do this? Like, for you your know, average Packer fan. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was thinking about that yesterday. I'm like, I'm kind of glad the Packers didn't make it because there'd be, <laughs> like, so, maybe, yeah. like, three people from Wisconsin that could go afford to pay for the game. You know what, Brenda? I feel better about the Packers not making it now. That way I didn't have to take out a large bank loan or a second mortgage on my house to go see them. Probably in debt for the rest of your life just to go see one game. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I would never do it, but, yeah. yeah. Brenda, good <laughs> stuff. Have a good weekend. We love you. You, you too. Bye-bye. Uh, yes, remember when I told you, man, when we talked about some of the disappointments for the Packers back in the day? Yeah. And I, I said it was 2007. It was when the Packers were playing in the against the New York Giants and Brett Favre unleashed that interception, yeah. well, multiple interceptions, and they lost. Yeah. That was when my dad said, hey, Brett Favre's getting to the end of his career. If they make it to the Super Bowl, I'll take you. We well, go. we were looking up at prices. <laughs> that was pretty affordable. And... Uh, now looking at it, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, line four. Good morning. Who's this? This is a pipeline from the North Zone. Oh, my man, Troy. Troy. So, uh, sorry, Troy. I just got to throw this other person on. What's going on, Troy? How are we living today, brother? Hey, we're doing well. Do you guys actually realize everything you're talking about today is all about this MLB lockout, potentially, that the average fan can't afford them to keep on yeah. holding out to prices going up. I mean, this is all related to you guys. You're unbelievable. Your topic today. Totally. And um, guess what, Troy, if you want to get some gas to go to a baseball game soon, good luck on that one. Yeah. Um, here's, here's one of the biggest holes jobs I had dealing with the Badger tickets. My son was renting an apartment out on, on Regent street and there was five guys there and they had to clear their driveway out on Saturday. So the landlord could rip off people for 20 bucks <laughs> Uh, that's in some, le- I had that too. I was in some lease God. when I lived downtown. That was like that too. At one of the places I lived, but the other places are like, did you they, can do it. We don't care. Troy, did they have that in the contract? Um, they probably I'm not did. sure. I'm not sure. The one that we had the lease I signed when I lived down there. Um, there was one lease that I signed that it was in like oh, the lease. If I, if I didn't, if that wasn't in my lease, I would be the a-hole that'd be like, I'm not moving. And then I'd try yeah. and fit more cars in. Right. Um, and what was it about Grant? What was he talking about again? Oh, the, the, the oh, I just like goal. making fun of him. That's all. I know, but I, mean, <laughs> I can't believe somebody's actually getting airtime for that. That's that's just like uh, yeah. That, welcome that, welcome that, to my life, a, Troy. Welcome that was to my a joke. Life. I mean, um, you know, you know, what another thing is I forgot to tell you that this last week. They, I, I looked this over on on replay. They rushed only six guys on that fake or on that block punt. Well, look at the dude, like, the dude who blocked it just blew right through the line. Like, don't even stop them. Well, we we also had a. A high school size snapper, you know, yep. and what whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm very very unfortunate. I'm, uh, you know, there's another reason why I just I just want to see another Super Bowl. I'm not worried about going to one because you know, I, I know, I, same, obviously right? out of my league. Yeah. But anyways, hey, so was the birthday good this week coming in? Yeah, was my birthday. Yeah, was it a good night and everything? Oh, dude, yeah. Well, Wednesday I was a little hungover, but yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. The wife and I are going to celebrate this weekend, so I'll be hungover again probably. Uh, nice tomorrow morning so or Sunday birth, it's, morning. It's birthday week, not just birthday. Well, I did I did my mom's side of the family, and then I did the dad's side, and now just me and the miss is gonna get you know go to it. Hey, so you're milking it. I like it. You, you gotta. Right. It's hey, my week, you, Troy. See you, buddy. Hey, big big win tomorrow, Badger. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, Penn State. Let's go. We're gonna dominate them. See you, buddy. All right. See you, Troy. Man, I hey, can't kid. believe you uttered the "It's my week." Yeah, neither can I. But it is. Hey, kid, how we living? Four thousand eight hundred fifty dollars just to park a mile away. From SoFi Stadium. Yeah, so I I found the average ticket cost for Super Bowl One. 
It was like three bucks. Ten dollars. Ten dollars <laughs> in nineteen sixty seven. See the Packers beat the Chiefs. But adjusted for inflation for current day rates, eighty dollars. Beautiful. I popped down eighty bucks. Ticket. I plopped down eighty bucks for a Super Bowl ticket. Super Bowl tw- two yeah. ticket cost. $12 adjusted for inflation, $92. What was, what was it originally? $10 was one and $12 was Super Bowl two. Correct. Could you imagine the outrage of that $2 surge, yeah. that charge? Yeah. <laughs> and now today paying $80 to, to get a ticket to the Super Bowl or $92. I'd still pay $92 for it. I, I think a lot of people would. In a heartbeat. And then you go down and you find the last time the Packers were in the Super Bowl in 97. And that would have been... Let's see here. Average ticket price, $275. Still would do it. Adjusted for inflation, a little over 450 <sighs> And Let's see what it was in 2011. I mean, it's Packers, Super Bowl, New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could justify that. Okay, in, in 2011, the cost of a ticket, 1200 bucks. And adjusted for inflation, about 1400 bucks. No. Now you're not talking my language anymore. No, I'm getting a little off the beat. Well, I was telling you about 2007, which was 15 years ago. Brett Favre's last season as a Packer. Yep. Average ticket cost, 700 bucks. Adjusted for inflation, just south of 900. 700 bucks. I was telling you, because I was trying to you think and your of dad what it was. Gonna go, we were, yeah, we're yeah. looking at it. it. We could have done it for like $5,000 for both of us. Like, that was a lot more affordable, and he was a huge Brett Favre fan. Well, yeah, it's Brett Favre. But then you go all the way down to 2021 and 2020 Super Bowls. The average ticket price anywhere from seventy two hundred to sixty thousand dollars. I'm sorry, <laughs> you heard that. Say that one more time. Average ticket price anywhere from seventy two hundred dollars to sixty thousand. I could take sixty thousand dollars. And I could redo my basement into a giant man cave with all kinds of TVs, a full bar, furniture, sign memorabilia. Um, I could even have like my own butler down there for the game for a house party for and the I Super Bowl. I don't know if I have to point this out, but I'm going to point this out. The Super Bowls in 2020 and 2021, now this website doesn't have 2022, the numbers just exploded starting in 2020. Oh, and by the way... The adjustment for inflation also exploded since 2020. Yeah, inflation's like insane. It's I called, mean, it's called getting bent over. Even in the last few years before that, the inflation was only a few hundred bucks. And, and now, now it's, it's a lot. Instead of crypto going to the moon, inflation is going to the moon. But man, just looking at uh, last year's Super Bowl. Could you imagine $7,200 just to go watch the one game? No. That's just to get in. No. No. I would never. It's, it sounds so... St- I just can't believe that uh, it would be like way back for the first two Super Bowls. Your your ticket today would be 80 to $92. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I'd probably buy a couple of them. Say, hey, hey, I got some buddies. You want to go? I think they're going to need a bigger stadium for everyone that wants to go. <laughs> I mean, imagine, I don't even know how if you're like just the average Joe Schmo fan, like you're, let's say you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan and you've just, you've, you've been suffering for just decades with the Bengals. What was their last Super Bowl appearance? 1988? You've been suffering. And all of a sudden your dream has to see the Cincinnati Bengals go to the Super Bowl. And oh my God, your dream has come true. And now look at it. Nosebleeds. Six grand to park a mile away. Almost five grand. That's one ticket and one parking spot. There's probably a lot of people out there that would have to take out a loan. And even if you took out a loan to do it, I'd be like, I had to question your intelligence. I would be like, you really going to do this? You really? Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. So Ingram's son, Dean Ingram, uh, coming off the sophomore season, right, with uh, the Badgers, saw action in five games. He is a cornerback at 20 tackles with an interception. He is moving now to wide receiver, is he not? Yes. 
There's going to be a crowded little room there. And but the AJ Abbott just transferred. Uh, this guy, what I don't think he re- recorded a catch last year of the season that was. He appeared in a couple of games. But what's going on in this Badgers wide receiver? Chimray DK, the number one, then moving forward, and then and then I guess it's getting a little less crowded with some transfers. So some guys hitting the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, and you know some of it like, probably behind the scenes there was talk of hey it might be best for you to go elsewhere. I yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting things, coming things up. Are starting to flesh out, so we'll we'll see where the rest of it goes, but. It's. Uh, it was time for a well, not the wide receivers were transferring, but it's time for a new fresh voice to come in. Like it, it, we yeah. were talking about that for a while, right? The under Joe Rudolph a little bit at the end there it was getting a little. I don't know. Would you say stale on the field? I I don't know if it was stale, but something you know something needed to be didn't seem to be going in the right direction. Breathe a little life into the program, yeah. if you will, and. Uh, let the Badgers kind of have a new look at offense. The question now is like, what's Paul Cristal going to do? Because remember, he had a lot of stuff on his plate when COVID first hit, mm-hmm. and then he, you know, delegated to Joe Rudolph. And now do you wonder what you know Paul Chris is going to take it back, if anything, or or what he's going to do with uh, Bobby Ingram coming in. But excited to see uh, what it all entails here. Did you guys? I mean, obviously you've seen it, but the Wisconsin schedule coming up uh, this coming year is going to be a going to be a doozy of a schedule. I don't know if you boys are checking this out for twenty twenty two. But Wisconsin has, um, let's see here, we got the juggernaut rowdy. Uh, we know the former quarterback for Illinois, Illinois State. State. <laughs> First time ever they've played. Yep. Despite us being told otherwise. Washington State, the Cougars, okay. Uh, New Mexico State, that's your first three. All at Camp Randall, a lot of state teams there. And then you go on the road to start Big Ten play. What do you boys think? At Ohio State to take on the Buckeyes Saturday, September 24th. Ooh, See, if they had to make the Ooh, schedule this wee. way, I'm glad that they got three winnable games at home to start the season. So you got four state teams in a row, Rowdy. Illinois State, Washington State, New Mexico State, Ohio State. What do they go against the states? Three and one. <laughs> and the, the reason, though, I do like the fact that if you had to have Ohio State that early, it's after the first three games at home, is that they're not starting the season at Ohio State. Yeah, just like, because right we've away, seen yeah. them start the season like with Indiana, Penn State. Well, the Indiana game didn't happen. But you're right, to. it was supposed to. And it got replaced with Penn State. But I, <laughs> I would still say that if Wisconsin had played Penn State post early October, mm-hmm. I think they win the game. They should have won the game in, in September, but they were playing so much better the middle to end of the season yeah. outside of that Gophers game that I think they, they win that game against Penn State, but they just didn't they just didn't look right. They didn't look ready in game one. Yeah, uh, It'll be a little different when you already get kind of, uh, you go through the motions game one against Illinois State and kind of knock off some rust. Yeah. Now, there, that shouldn't be a thing, Mm-mm. but it definitely could, is a thing. Yeah. And usually you don't see that with a Wisconsin team. Yeah. You when you when you see them come into the first game of the year, they're usually prepared because they've taken a month to get ready for that game. And really, yeah, what's build up like for that? Is it just everyone? It's I, it, like, it, do you watch tape from the previous season on the team, or is it like you yeah, just or like if a new coach is in, you watch tape from that coach's coaching style and their offense from wherever they were before. So your time with the Badgers, RJ, did you ever, was there a new voice, a new coach that had come in in a, in a position like an, an OC or anything when you were there? Uh, Brett Bielema came in as defensive coordinator. So what was that like of him implementing his system when he came in? Is it just like, like how did, like what are the steps? Like what happens? Um, it was, it, it wasn't as drastic of a change because th- they stayed in a 4-3. Um, but, you know, you're using different terminology, yeah. uh, maybe lining up a guy a different way. Your your line techniques might be a little different, um, but still, it nothing too drastic in that case because it wasn't like you were doing an overhaul. Like when Dave Aranda came in, and, and, they, and, and they overhauled it. Yeah. Uh, the Badgers had started adding like a 3-4 package. But they'd only use it on third and long. Okay. And it really 
if that's the only time you're using it, people know, they know what to expect, and what we called the Badger defense at the time tended to give up the first down almost every time. It kind of was like that. You switched to a 3-4. I don't think you ran it enough while you were in your base 4-3. Um, but still, yeah, the more of more of the change wa- would have been the drastic change from this to that. Gotcha. You know, or like when we see somebody who coaches the option somewhere. Like that guy's not getting hired somewhere unless somebody wants to run the yeah, option. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, that's, that's like a specialty. That'll be a drastic change. The totally. air raid would be a drastic change. Uh, so, uh, like, what about when people suggested to run the wildcat? Wow, run that, Rowdy. Yeah, sure, do it. <laughs> if you want to lose, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Bobby Ingram coming in is going to be a. All I'll say is that there was a bowl game this winter, and it it happened to be the last bowl game outside of the national championship, and LSU was forced to run the wildcat. Because of all of the people sitting out and not having quarterbacks available, that guy did all right. They got beat and they got smoked, <laughs> and they are LSU and they were playing a much lesser team. He wasn't there to say that. That's probably why they. Uh, That's a good point. He was already on his arms, merry way. Uh, speaking of, oh, we were going to talk about this yesterday. It just jogged my memory. I think I brushed past it because we were up against commercial. I said save it. But, boys, speaking of uh, Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams aren't walking through that door. (laughs) No, the LSU LSU reminded me of it. Brian Kelly was dancing alongside that big-time recruit. Like he was like Urban Urban Meyer at a bar with a young lass. There was was Brian Kelly dancing along this recruit. It was very bizarre and awkward. I felt uncomfortable for the the five-star recruit. I actually thought it was hilarious. It was funny. It was was funny. It was hilarious, but... It also was awkward. But also, if you were the kid, yeah. Like, why is this grown man, like, grinding grinding on me? This is bizarre with a bunch of flashing lights and the camera spinning (laughs) around me. It was more focused on Brian Kelly. I agree. Because the kid was just kind of saying, like, what the hell do I do? Yeah, he's kind of, like, flashing up the LSU L... And kind of just sitting there, like nodding his head while all the flashy lights were going on, and it was rotating. And Brian <laughs> Kelly was the one that was doing like all the moves. Yeah. And it was like he was focusing like, on his. Like, well, it was focusing on his face a couple times yeah. when he brought like the fingers. He was doing like the yeah. Pulp Fiction dancing. Yeah. Like he was like, it was like, what is going on it here? Was, like what on the kid's the like shoulder. It was like he was like grinding on. It was like this is awkward. He's got a weird vest on. And then and then the kid. I thought when I first saw the video, I thought the kid committed to LSU. I thought he was like in on no, LSU. That, that's just a thing people do on recruiting visits now. They dress yeah. him up and they they're out in the uniforms and, and they make and, him dance. Yeah. See, I'm with you. Ebo, I thought the kid originally already signed with LSU, Same. and they were kind of putting out the video as like, "Hey, hey, we got so and so just signed." I mean, they had over eight million views. That's <laughs> uh, over ten million. It's ten point six million. I'm looking at it right now of uh, Brian Kelly grinding on this kid who I thought committed to LSU. Literally, what was it? A couple days later, then the kid says, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to Alabama." Wednesday, when it was signing day. Yeah, chose Alabama. So the video comes out, and then a, like a week later, he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm going to Alabama." <laughs> what? 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 And then Saban? I never saw Saban grind on any kids. Did you guys? No. Mm-mm. So bizarre. And then Nick Saban also <laughs> came was... out like around the same day and said, "Yeah, here at Alabama, we don't line up nil deals. We don't do any of that stuff. We just win football games." Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the? Uh, there's some guy who is Twitter famous for doing Nick Saban impression? Oh, yeah. I've, I, I, I know who he is. I don't remember his, his name. comments on the dancing. Yeah. It was pretty good. That was, I'll have to go find So him. I went down a rabbit hole the other night into Badger basketball and football recruiting. Oh, there you go. And I was looking from the past and then obviously the future going forward in the next couple of years. We talk about Alabama. We talk about Georgia and, and all these other teams that get all these great recruits, right? And it's pretty obvious that they have more talent than the Wisconsin type teams. Yeah. But you know who their their biggest that I saw moving forward, their biggest competition for landing recruits is? It's not Alabama, it's not Georgia, it's not LSU. Every single one of the higher ranked kids that they offered, the majority of them, they were signing with Ohio State. Yeah. Oh. It's Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh we'll save that, Rowdy, because I have an interesting thing about recruits as well for five stars. I saw Scary Alvarez tweeting some stuff. Uh, we have the Razor's Edge coming up. Uh, first, I see the phone lines blowing up. Uh, Wisco, Chad, is that you? Who, who is this? Good morning. 
Good morning, gentlemen. Oh, it is Wisco Chad. What's up, dude? I just missed the recruiting days where they handed you a bag of money in a back alley or they bought your parents a tractor. Or got some shoes from the shoebox. Or an Escalade. Yeah, or yeah. an Escalade. <laughs> or an Escalade. Or, you know, you know like the, the complimentary bottle of Grey Goose in the locker room. I kind of like. I kind of liked it when I didn't know about it. Like, it, all of a sudden, this big, big-time recruit was here. You're like, oh, damn, how'd they land him? Yeah, it's never been a secret. No. Alabama's had, uh, back under... Um, Bear Bryant in Alabama, they had the Alabama Sweethearts or whatever that they would send to the uh, recruits' uh, dorm. Is that like playing for Louisville basketball under Petito? <laughs> you get some escorts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the original. Uh, <laughs> that was the original. What were they called? Oh, the they end were, you said? The what? The I thought they were the Alabama Sweethearts. The they Sweethearts. Yeah, a, I like that. It, it, I think that was one name for them, but I think they actually had another nickname. You'd have to look it up, but... They for sure did it, it like during the 50s and 60s, back when Bart Starr was like in the rock down there. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Bart Starr. Everybody's got My a price. Yeah, don't bring up Bart Starr. Our guy Polly and Marinette will get triggered because he thinks Bart Starr's trash. Really? Typical Bears fan. <laughs> well, he's a Bears fan. He still thinks uh, Jim McMahon's the second coming of Christ. I, know. I think Polly's listening. If he is, uh, I- I'm sure you'll have no problem me saying this. If you're a Bears fan, I think you were dropped on your head a few times as a kid. <laughs> if, if unless you're from you know Illinois, which I don't think he is, and generally there too, if you're still living and your parents lived in Illinois, they might have been dropped. <laughs> Scary Alvarez at Barry is the Don on Twitter, great follow. He's hilarious, good stuff. Uh, and you were doing a little deep dive of recruiting for Wisconsin football uh, yesterday as well. I saw this and I was like, okay, raise an eyebrow. A uh, Scary Alvarez tweeted out: Texas A and M has more five star recruits. In its 2022 class than Wisconsin has had in program history. Wisconsin had a better record than Texas A&M in 2021 in a down year for the Badgers. Okay, so they're getting a lot of, like, you know, big-time recruits, right? Wisconsin always you know, is lucky to get a five-star. It's, you know, it's, it's tough sometimes. And you were doing a little deep dive. What were you doing? Yeah, so I was looking at kind of the Badger basketball and Badger football recruits from the last few years and then like the uh, potential ones coming in in the next couple of years. But to your point with the Texas A&Ms of the world landing big-time recruits, I sent you and RJ a tweet yesterday about the number of top 100 recruits, and this was according to 24-7 Sports. So A&M, Alabama, Georgia and Ohio state have signed 51 out of the top 100 recruits, 51 out of the top 100. I mean, that's just an insane amount between those four schools. That's nearly an average of 13 uh, kids in the top 100. Those four schools have signed Mm -hmm. the rest of the 126 schools. They've combined signed 49 of them. That's about a third of, of a kid in the in the top 100. Now, obviously, you got to throw out some of the you know the max schools, some of those low level conferences yeah. that really aren't landing any of those top 100 kids. But then at the same time, you got to remember that you have uh, prime time. You have Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders stealing yeah, five down stars. at Jackson State that's stolen a couple kids out of the top 100. So I mean, the pie is very very small for teams that are not named. Texas A&M, Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. And that was one of the things that I noticed when I was looking at some of the kids in the upcoming classes that have been offered by Wisconsin. It's like a it's a double-edged sword right here for Wisconsin. One, you're starting to get better recruits the last three, four years. You're starting to land more four stars, the occasional five star, and recruiting has been ticking up the last three, four years. And we've, we've seen Wisconsin in the past go from the two and three star players to by the time they graduate their three and four star players or your three and fours and they graduate their four and fives. Well, now you're starting to get a lot more of those fours and people are starting to say, well, why can't we play with the Ohio States? Why can't we beat the Ohio States? Some people are even saying that Wisconsin has more talent than Ohio state, which that's, that's just, they must be drinking with Charlie. That's unreal. That's over the top. That's just not true. They must be drinking Ice House at 3 a.m. But they are starting to recruit better. So yeah. I was I was interested to see where some of the recruits going forward stacked up. And, yeah, you had your Alabamas. You had your Clemsons. You had some of your Georgias that were taking a lot of the team or the kids that the Badgers were offering. But the two biggest schools that I noticed, it was Ohio State 
and it was Nebraska or sorry, it was Ohio state and it was Notre Dame were the two big ones that seemed to be nailing a lot of the recruits that the Badgers had offered. And yeah, you're going to have your Penn States. You're going to have your Michigans. You're going to have your Michigan States, but the overwhelming majority, it seemed like were Ohio state and Notre Dame signings. And I feel like for the double edged sword, that's a good thing because you're starting to talk to better recruits that are in talks with the Ohio States and the Notre Dames where Notre Dame to me is still not on that tier one level of recruiting anymore. I feel like they've kind of fallen off to like that one B like they're not the Ohio States, the Georgias and the Alabamas, but they're still getting the best kids in the Midwest. They're still dipping into the Florida's or the East coast and the West coast. But yeah, to be in, in contention with those two teams, I feel like you have to be at least feeling better that you're starting to recruit better kids or they're at least considering your school instead of getting just clearly two, three, maybe some four stars. You're getting those four, sometimes five and getting into recruiting battles with Ohio state. Now to take it to the next level, you're just going to have to continue to win and beat those type of teams. Yeah, totally. So when I saw this tweet, uh, tweet from scary Alvarez, Barry is the Don saying Texas A&M is more five-star recruits in his 2022 class than Wisconsin has had in program history. And Wisconsin had a better record than A&M in 2021 in, in a down year. What does that say to you, Rowdy? It's like, <laughs> well, they already, uh, they were questioning Jimbo Fisher about NIL and, <laughs> and money. And he was, he was very defensive when it came to talking about NIL uh-huh. and uh, salaries for players. And it, I thought it was kind of funny. It is. Uh, B- Benjamin. Good morning. How are we doing today? Young sir. Uh, How's it going? Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. A little uh, tired. Well, I mean, what'd you do last night? Oh, you got, you got the, the huddle. I was working late. Got home a little late. Some, what, some idiot, I mean, until eight some o'clock? idiot blocked my parking lot again, so I waited thirty minutes in the cold for someone to move the car. Uh, what happened now? So I so you have a designated parking spot, correct? Yes, or in a lot. Yeah, and I got back to the lot around eight forty last night, coming home from work. Okay, and some idiot parked his car right in the only entrance and exit to the lot. Huh? Like he's he's blocking the where you yes. pull into. It's the parking lot for like a. It's not just a parking lot. It's a parking lot for a house. So I assumed it was someone who was in. Like the you house. thought it was street parking. No. Oh, at eight forty on a Thursday. Hell no. So, so you went, did you call the tow truck then? No, I I tried to get a hold of the people that were in the house. Finally, someone walked by who lived there, and he said, "Oh yeah, I know whose car that is." And then. 20 minutes later, someone comes out and moves it. So I, I, I might have gotten frostbite last night. Did you see the person? Eventually, yeah. Did you confront them? I, I was too cold to be mad. I would have messed them up. I, I was too cold. I was just like, dude, move your car. I need to get home. I would have had some choice words. Next time. So yeah, I got truck. home at like, I don't know. I got to my apartment at 9, 9, 10, and I, don't, I went to oh, sleep. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. That it sounds was awful. awful. I would have I punched through his face. I... N- I don't know. I was too cold. Yeah, that's how you warm up. You start doing a little punching. So yeah, I'm tired. You Didn't move those well. fingers, dial the tow truck. So you went to bed at Ben. I got. I went to bed at like ten thirty. Woke up at four a.m. and I feel like ready to go. Hmm. You went to bed at nine forty-five. Got up at what eight? Five forty-five. Five forty-five. Okay. Yeah. So Benjamin, when it comes to uh, recruiting in Wisconsin, we have uh, Bobby Ingram the introductory press conference today. Yeah. How exciting is it to have a? A kind different of, voice. Kind of ridiculous that Paul Christ is not going to be there for the press conference. Well, I mean, we would appreciate the opportunity to hear Paul Christ at the presser. It's not that he'll say anything, but, you know, it's... I, I mean, I, I want Paul Christ and them to talk about the latest happenings on the transfer portal. He's probably busy doing charity stuff. Yeah. Oh, we have a, a suggestion here from the King on Twitch that you should have slashed his tires. Here's the thing, though, King. If that were to happen... Then the car's not moving at all for even a longer amount of time. So, no. But Bobby Ingram coming in, Benjamin. I'm excited. Eight years with the, the Ravens. Well-respected around the league. How necessary was it for the Badgers to have a, a fresh voice as OC? It was big. I We talked a lot this offseason about it. Mm. I'm excited for him specifically because it's a guy that has clear connections to Paul Christ, and you knew that would be the case but it's someone from the NFL level and it's someone who was in a Baltimore offense that saw the changing from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson. 
And mainly his job during all that, he was a wide receivers coach and a tight ends coach. Had a lot of success there too. I mean, look at Mark Andrews. Look at some of their receivers, what they could do with them. But he knows he he was in the building where they literally crafted the offense and reshaped it to the quarterback's strengths. So I think having that experience so of handing knowing, the ball to the running backs, pretty much knowing how to put your best players in the best position to succeed, he has experience with that. I think that was something that was lacking on the team last year, where if Braylon Allen couldn't find a hole, there there really wasn't anything else going on. So yeah, I think it'll be. I I think he'll prove to be a, a really good addition. Now we just have to see how we can recruit. Yeah, and well, okay. Uh, Dean Ingram switching to uh, what wide receivers from cornerback. Mm-hmm. The room a little crowded. AJ Abbott has transferred out. There's another wide receiver that transferred out too. Um, what's it looking like for this uh, Chimmy DK? Obviously, your number one. Well, Devin Chandler transferred out at the end of last. At oh, the that's end of what the it season. was. Okay. What's what are we looking like for the wide receiver group here for the Badgers? Uh, Chimmy DK is the true one. Yeah. I'm excited for him. Yeah, I, he's a beast. Yeah, I think him, him as a one is going to work well. We saw true freshman Marcus Allen and Skylar Bell both in the in the Las Vegas Bowl game against Arizona State make some pretty big plays. Marcus Allen looked really good in the time he got. We saw him against Rutgers as well when that game was over. So there's a lot of youth. Um, I I would say a lot of promise as well because they brought in Chris Brooks. They flipped him from Yale in the 2022 class. He's six three. They bring in Keontes Lewis from UCLA in the transfer portal. He's six three. So there, there is a lot of. It's a young room, but it is a very promising room, and I'm excited to see them develop. Uh, Alvis Witted, the wide receivers coach, yeah. loved Chris Brooks, the kid they just flipped. So yeah, I, I, I mean, the, the whole offense. There's a lot of talent, but it's young. All right, so I saw you and Zach Halpern both uh, salivating over you know Graham Mertz again on Twitter. But Caleb Williams, I never got your take. Caleb Williams obviously went to USC, and it's something that you know you were high on that he was never going to come to Wisconsin. And we, I was, my head was in the clouds a little bit. I saw you and Zach just at the same time, like post different uh, Graham Mertz. Uh, I think you had a GIF and he had a video, or you had a video and he had a GIF, whatever. <laughs> Graham Mertz moving forward is is it just bringing in a new OC can rejuvenate my well me personally and Graham Mertz's play on the field. Like he he had good moments right at the end of the season. Oh yeah, I he had good moments throughout the season. I I think the new OC and and helping him will be part of it. There's obviously a lot that he has to improve on. Um, mainly, like we see the arm talent, we see the throws he can make in, in the Las Vegas Bowl. Like some of those throws were really impressive. We didn't see them much during the year. It is converting the easy opportunities, putting the ball where it needs to be at the right time. There's one moment I think back to in the Notre Dame game where Kendrick Pryor is running a three-yard out and Mertz is there, he had four yards of separation, and he's pumping, and he couldn't get the ball to him. So it's it's those things he has to improve upon, taking care of the football. I am excited. Now, I do have to say this. That Deacon Hill should be the starter? No. Oh. Well, I, I, I mean, you let them compete in the fall and see who's better, but no. I'm still done with Mertz. No, Graham Mertz is going to start week one. Um, That's tough. There, there was a tweet after Caleb Williams committed, and it said, uh, "Remember what side everyone was on." Mm. Obviously, Fan Hicks said something like that. Obviously, referring to Caleb Williams not coming to yeah, Wisconsin. Fan, I think it was Fan Hicks. Was that his tweet? Yes. Yeah. There, two things can be true at the same time. Like, I people have called me a, a Mertz apologist, honestly. Yeah, but because you, look, I, you guys look alike. I am excited to see what Mertz can do in this offense. I am, I, I'm confident he's going to play a lot better than he did last year. At the same time, I would want Wisconsin to look at improving the position and bringing in arguably the best quarterback in the country. It's not an either or. So for, for some, it may be, but it's not an either or of yeah. I wanted Wisconsin to go get a kid who could win the Heisman, but I still. I'm excited to see what Graham Mertz can do. Both are true. What did Bill Nagy say on Wednesday, Rowdy? Uh, sources. No, Bill Nagy was with, uh, played for the Badgers, was in the NFL. He was with uh, Chris at Pitt, and now Nagy's in a, not in football anymore, but he's still connected. And he was saying that he was hearing that Caleb Williams, his father. Yeah, now this wasn't a report. This was his people. Th- this wasn't sources. These were rumors. Yeah, these were rumors, not a reporter or a source, but these are rumors that Nagy's got his ear to the street. He knows people. Caleb Williams' dad and the Williams camp, the asking price for him to come was a jumping off point at $5 million. Hmm. I haven't heard that. And he heard that from a lot of people that he said were trusted, trusted people. 
I haven't heard the number, but I my sense is while NIL was part of it, five million was. A I don't believe point. that was. I, I don't think if Wisconsin could not put together five million, that was not the deal breaker. He was always going to go to USC. Did you donate to the cause? No, I don't have any money. I sold my oceanfront <laughs> property in Madison. <laughs> <laughs> I, I chipped in a little to the kitty. It wasn't five milli. I'll tell you that though. Yeah, five million was uh, what his dad was saying, like pounding, like we won't go anywhere unless we get. I wouldn't be surprised. Paid. USC could probably get that money together. And they don't have to report. Nagy's like, you don't have to report nil deals. You don't hey, have to five million goes a lot farther in Wisconsin than it does that's in LA. That's what I I tweeted that. That's, I was, what, I, that's what you said on Wednesday. I was on Twitter Spaces. I yeah. What is I this Twitter to see space, the state by the way? Taxes on nil money, and it is insanely. What is different. this Twitter space, by the way? Yeah, they when? they were breaking. What, what is it? They are. Is it, it audio? Do you talk? Yeah. Oh, I don't. That sounds mean. Oh, what? I'm no, doing no, a Twitter no. space. You're like, ah, no, it's that's stupid. I saw. Well, I saw you were in one. I was like, what is that? I have no idea. Yeah, we're talking about Caleb Williams. It's me and my buddy Asher. We had a lot of fans come in and. and oh well, ask good for questions. you. No, I'm just, me personally, I don't have time for that. But good George for you. Joined. Oh, Georgie did. Yeah, man, I miss him. Uh, maybe I should have joined then. We had one He's of my friends fellow. that used to cover Wisconsin. Is now a financial guy. He was talking about nil money. It was it was informative. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not apologizing. I did, I did have better things to do at the time, but hmm. at, the t- at the time, looking back on it, maybe I should have jumped in. <laughs> yep, Nagy was saying, though, $5 million was the jumping off point to even, like, consider getting Caleb Williams as your quarterback. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I do want to say this quickly in terms of Texas A&M. When yeah, yeah. started this whole thing. Yeah. It has brought in the best recruiting class of all time. And they're going to finish what? Well, the, like, they, they play in the... T- in the toughest conference, they play Alabama every year. Yeah, so it's you know, so or it, not then I guess the whole they're bringing in all the five stars and Wisconsin can't get them. It's like yeah, and Wisconsin just, has better season, the best recruiting class the sport has ever seen. Would you say Wisconsin will have a better season coming up? It depends on the quarterback position. Texas A&M Howdy. has not been Howdy. able to figure out the quarterback for five years. Um, oh, I would argue real Wisconsin. Quick. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to sound callous on it. Our guy Cinderella Man on Twitch says those on record, though. I like to say this. I do like Ben's Twitter space. Thank you. So there Appreciate you go. it. I, I got a question. You've been around Madison now for four or five years. Do you think if... <laughs> do you think people would be more mad if the uh, Badgers continue to recruit as they are? Or they would be more angry if Paul Christ was recruiting Texas A&M type talent? And still not winning. Oh, the second one. There it is. Well, he, I, Wisconsin will never be able to recruit that. Never say never, Ben. It's not possible. Never say never. If you get enough McDonald's bags. Ah. If you... With enough cash in it. Tennessee tried the McDonald's bags. How's that working out for him? Well, they just got caught. You just can't get caught. Yeah. Yeah, but now it's illegal. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And there is so much money. If you pay them, they Island. will come. I think there was a movie that had something like that. I think that. it was if you build it, they will come. But if you pay if you, them, yeah. Wisconsin doesn't even invest in their recruiting whole organization. 